Welcome to the Reroll Gaming Podcast, where I, Tanner Prentice, guide five of my closest friends through an original adventure playing the tabletop role-playing game Pathfinder 2nd Edition. In the world of Rell, five strangers brought together a resistance under the shadow of the Blackreach Empire. Until everything changed. A villain and former lover named Hogoth fractured the planes of existence, ushering in an endless night and an era of undeath. All in the name of an undying dragon, Zarox. Now, the fate of Rel is left to these five adventurers. My name is Ayla, and I play Bo Cantrell, a fallen Asimar and cleric, with Cosmios, the god of fate, as my deity. Hi, my name is Zane, and I play Cinder Lafayette, the halfling investigator with a dicey past. My name is Octavia, and I play Starlet Moonbow of the Dragonfire Isles. Starlet, or Star, as she's better known by her companions, is on a mission to save her true love, Faya, from the Maiden of Spiders. Hi, my name is Latara, and I play Kiarin Nimone the Sadistic, the Dolel champion of Emin, who yearns for that redemption that is so far out of her reach. I'm Brendan, and I play Groth, the half-giant magus who may have fallen in love with the wrong man worshipped the wrong god, and then accidentally brought the two together. These five heroes are the last best hope to save Rel, but can they overcome this darkness that spreads under the shattered sky? Find out now on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Alright, does anybody have a question up top about poop or anything related um i have one that i don't think we've done let's okay um if you don't already have piercings and have a favorite one what is something that you would get or something that penis. you want to get penis interesting penis you want piercing the, zane which you, one would you There's a lot. prince albert no god no <laughs> is that the tip or the no set? zane zane wants tip. a a penis to um pierce his lips. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Those, yeah, the the yeah, the, its elegance was actually in the simplicity of that one. That was, uh, was good. Um, uh, like I'll go first. Teleported back to my seventh grade classroom. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have any piercings. I'm actually, I have tattoos, but I'm kind of afraid of piercings. Like piercings really intimidate me, which doesn't make sense because the tattoos like. A lot longer process and kind of the same thing, but uh, also like more overall damage. Yeah, I I have the honor, I think, of having the most piercings because I have seven on, like on my ears. So that's that. And then I have two more. So I have nine total plus gauges. So we're going crazy over here. Also, I want a septum. <laughs> I have played with the idea of getting a septum piercing. Uh, you guys, you, if you don't like it, you septums. could. Yeah, you could just take it, it out or flip it that's, up or whatever. That's a Remember, good I first one. Fucking, I'd love to. It's just really not. That. It's so Oof. like this is probably the easiest one I have done. Like, it makes my I, nose I like my flinch ears. when I think about it. The thing is, you have like, allergies, and we have a cat, so you probably don't want one. I mean, yeah, I don't want a snot ring. You're gonna get a snot ring no matter what. Honestly, I flipped mine up and forgot about it for like months. And I remember flipping it down and being like, "Oh shit, I yeah. forgot I had that." And then Ayla was like, "What the fuck? When did you get that?" And I was like, "Ah, like, how long has that been a long been time?" There? I was like, "You should <laughs> leave it down. It looks yeah. good." 
That's, yeah, I, I mean, think I remember that. They're cool. It was a shocking moment. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brenda, do you have your nipples pierced? No. Have you ever? No. That, that, that's one body part. No. Like, I would get my dick pierced before I would get my nipples pierced. I feel like for a solid while when I first met you, I was like, I feel like that's the type of dude who would have his nipples pierced. <laughs> I don't know why. I can't tell if that's like, if God, that's like I wish. a mean thing to say to somebody. or <laughs> Is that why you never asked? You were scared? Yeah, I was just, I was so intimidated by your sexuality. I was like, oh. Intimidated by the potential of his maybe existing nipple piercings. That's true. Right. Yeah. Never told you that until now. Sometimes the dark is scariest because you don't know what's in it. Yeah. Zane, was the dick one your, like, real piercing that you would get or want? Oh, that I would get? No, I I wanted snake bites really bad when I was, like, a teenager, but Hell I have. Hell yeah, dude. Everybody yeah. wants snake bites. Yeah. No. What are snake bites? <laughs> The two uh, the, on the yeah. bottom. Oh, okay. I kind of want. I think they're called dahlias or something. I sort of oh. want those. Mm. Um. Yeah, I've kind of always like wanted like the industrial like earlobe like piercing thing, but um, that'd be cool. Honestly, I haven't thought really like considered getting another piercing after my eyebrow yeah. one, which I got when I was oh, like nineteen. Right. How many do you have? Three. Just my eyebrow and my ears. I remember when you like doubled the size of your eyebrow piercing hole. Uh, when I we were just like, I, maybe the most drunk I've ever seen you, uh, <laughs> back at the back at the Kent house, and you were just like talking to me, and then you went to take a step, but it went like ninety degrees in the wrong direction. You completely ate shit, didn't even put your arms oh, out to I, catch yourself, and when landed I hit my just head on the bar. No, you you oh. like landed face <laughs> first against time. the side of the bookshelf. But oh, it was like it was. you had fallen almost all the way over before you touched it. So it's not like you just gently leaned into it, right? You went I fucking about that. face yeah. first into that corner and dragged down like two feet and then stood up like nothing <laughs> happened. There's a fucking blood streak on the white fucking wall right there. For... Uh, Ouch. It's funny because even when I get like shit faced, I'm still like fairly coordinated. But yeah, and... apparently that one is like, now nah, I'm going to go take a nap on the side of this bookshelf for a second. <laughs> and then just like feel a little sleepy. And zero reaction to it. You stood up and I was like, you okay and you're like what do you mean and like we went outside and smoked a cigarette and we had a conversation <laughs> completely just yeah like nothing had happened it's so fucking funny uh, yeah i mean it probably just blood force deleted itself from short-term memory <laughs> yeah you're like anyway <laughs> but yeah the, the little blood streak was, was from your, uh, your eyebrow piercing <laughs> it was like it was huge yeah you and i were looking at him and later i was like hmm you could probably fit like a a four gauge piercing in there now. You're like, nah, I'll just now. let it shrink back up. Yep. When I make I characters remember. in games, I always like to pick ones that have lots of piercings because I think it makes them look more badass. It is a yeah. badass feature to have a lot of piercings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like gauges and like the bar in the ear and stuff and mm-hmm. lip rings and eyebrow rings. Uh, but it sounds like a lot of maintenance and like the basic piercings that i have always irritate my ears and i never wear them so i don't know if i would ever actually do it besides like at what age do you become too old to have i was tons of piercings? literally thinking that i was like do i age and piercing yeah i was like do i even get a septum at this point at 26 is that weird i feel like 30 year olds with septums are like the prime age of a septum Oh. Yeah. Also, like, ask a piercer what the oldest person that's ever come in for a septum piercing is. I guarantee it's going to be very close to three digits. I just know that, like, there's so many, like, 
younger people who have septums and they're all adorable and little and stuff and i'm like i am not really there anymore but i don't know if i can pull it off we'll see i think you could i mean i just i work with a guy who's like super pierced and tatted up and he's a little older than i am um and Mm -hmm. his wife is super beautiful and super tatted up and super pierced up and every time i go into their shop to do something or whatever it's just like it's filled with really fucking cool people that are like not babies um Mm -hmm. so that's I don't know. Maybe it's just a big confidence booster for me because it's. I felt the same way for a long time, but having friends like that, and like well, he's you... one of the best people that sells in our store. Like people are not mm-hmm. that intimidated of, of him or whatever. But well, um... you definitely have the coolest piercings out of all of us because you have like face piercings, which is <laughs> super cool. Well, I think that drives cool. home that I might be too old when someone ten years younger is worried about being too old. <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, I no, I don't. I don't know. I'm not really worried. I just it was a thought that crossed my mind. I'm like, huh. But no, yeah. I'm not even that concerned about it. I would really like to get a second uh second stud in my tongue. Just if for no other reason than that if they're spaced out just right, I can put a hoop all the way through. <laughs> um, and I think that'd be kind of cool. It's, this is true. But imagine having a fucking um, hoop fucking vertically through your tongue. Just like walk yeah. around like this, like your mouth aj- agape, like. Uh. Well, and I had actually thought about <laughs> making myself a Mobius strip thing and getting a uh, like a horizontal one as well. Uh, See, this eyes. is why I thought you had nipple but, piercings. <laughs> but I've since become a lot more interested in uh, like biohacking and stuff. So I think I'd probably my next piercing is going to be an RFID chip in my fingertip or something. What does that mean? Uh, means that like key carded doors if i use a packet sniffer to grab like the rfid id off of somebody's card uh then i can rewrite it to my fingertip and just go walk up and touch a like key card pad and let so myself are, in are you telling us that, human that you're hacking our credit cards and stuff when you walk by how many key no. cards door key consoles credit cards are harder no credit cards are a lot harder even tap to pay they're like they're encoded differently uh it's hard to Eh, it's not super hard to grab those but it's that's not what i'm interested in what i'm interested in is just i don't know who the fuck doesn't want to be able to like touch a it's like a superpower to touch a door key card pad and the door just opens it's definitely one of those things where it probably doesn't happen very often but in that moment you look like the coolest fucking person you just have to find a room that's like not taken because you're just like oh sorry okay not that one oh oh this is empty i'll take this This one (laughs) um deviant olaf actually inspired me zane you were you were telling me about him uh because he's a physical penetration specialist he breaks into buildings for a living to find vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. um wow that's a really interesting job (laughs) that's that's my my dream job um honestly if you start a if you start a company with that and you don't fucking call me to be like a 50 percent stakeholder i will Oh, you're uh-huh. like one of the first people I'm um, called to hire if I start a company like that. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was like, he was talking about he just has a fake key card that he carries around. And like when he programs his hand to be somebody else's RFID, uh, he just holds that key card up and it works. And then they're like, well, let me see it. And he hands it to him and they don't work. He's like, I don't know. Man. It works when I use it. <laughs> I don't know That's what the really problem funny. is. And just, yeah, I don't know. Well, wow. speaking of places you're not supposed to be, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to use our key card of adventure to our imaginations. 
You could have just left it at the first part. <laughs> yeah, I might. No, no, no keep it going. <laughs> Cinder and Bo. Oh, God. Don't start with me. I'm not ready for this shit yet. <laughs> you approach Frost Knuckles' tent, and two guards interpose themselves in between you and the flap of the tent. What are you doing? I guess Bo would speak since I'm you're the prisoner. Um, but Bo's not gonna like perform, so he, it mean, doesn't matter since we did a role before. I think it's less that um, Cinder knows. I think Cinder just kind of like is has this cocky sense that she always assumes that she's going to be like not the most charismatic, but that she's always going to be the most adept at talking to people when in a like most given scenario. So I think that she is just actually going to lead and just say. I have important information that I must get to Frost Knuckle immediately. Okay, give me a diplomacy check. You key. The camera's frozen. <laughs> Works every time. Stupid. It's <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> For the listening audience, if I wave my hand in front of my camera after it freezes, it like kicks back on. I don't know if it's like a weird <laughs> compression thing or what, but yeah, um, I got a 30. The guards, again, exchange a quick glance. One goes inside, the other moves to center himself between the tent, and after a moment, the guard returns, nods, and opens the flap for you guys. Heading on in, you see Frost Knuckle, accompanied by his two wolves, who turn and look at you, specifically you, Cinder, one of them, giving you a sniff and just a low sort of... Frost Knuckle seems to be loading things into a a pretty good-sized chest. All kind of strewn about, he turns and he says, Who in the hells is this? Recent guest of yours. I wanted to file a complaint about the accommodations that I've been given. She gives a, like, smile. Obviously, it's sarcastic. Speak. Recent friends of your newly acquired prisoner. And she looks over at the uh, stuff he's packing and she says, Oh, well, well. Looks like you really are planning to leave. I assume our silver-tongued rogue friend spoke with you. She had a few things to say, yes. What do you want, Halfling? Well, I wanted to ask you the same question. You... You respect few things in this world, Frost Knuckle. I know you may be a little bit better than you think I do. I know, above all, you value power. My question is, why were you so quick to sell yours to these, and she kind of like, obviously implying the undead that are mm -hmm. kind of ruling over, you know, the camp, so to speak. Um, why were you so quick to throw in with these lot? You misread me, halfling. There is one thing I need more than power, and that's survival. Frost Knuckle, you are 
The only servitude that's waiting for you at the end of all this is for you to become their puppet, if I'm not mistaken. And she gestures towards the brand on his chest. Is this really survival? I've seen what happens when you stand against Zaroks. I've seen the ashes of Godfrey's watch and the corpses frozen, flayed, and repurposed. Like it or not, small one, this is the future. There is no sun, and the dead will rule. Like after a moment, she kind of like throws her gaze over at Bo and then says to Frost Knuckle in Orcish, may we have a moment alone so we can speak plainly. You say that to Frost Knuckle? Yeah, to, yeah, Frost Knuckle. Sorry, Bo. Mm, okay. He turns to you, Bo, and he says, leave us. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> the wolves sniff around, maybe smelling the scent of the wolf pins themselves on you, Bo, and as you leave, one of the wolves turns to Frost Knuckle. Do you speak Yotan? Yes. Okay, so you hear this as one of the wolves says, She has been to the other dire wolves. They are conspiring with them. I can smell it. It seems that your allies are working fast, Halfling. What they do with their time is none of my concern. I'm here for one thing. That guest you have in the tannery, the dwarf. I would see him safely back to Bronze Hammer. Where do you stand on this? What use is he to you? Other than the fact that dwarves had skewered my kind for centuries, if not millennia, and hunted us like animals. Other than the fact that my son has not returned after days of being gone likely fallen at the hands of one of those short little bastards closer to you than they are to me. There's also the fact that I butchered his friends, and that dwarf will stop at absolutely nothing to see my head ripped from my shoulders. You think you can get him out? What's the first thing he's gonna wanna do? It seems, Frost Knuckle, the position that you find yourself in more often than not Everybody wants you dead in some way. How's that working out for you so far? Still alive. She sighs after a moment. Stonewing, seven years ago, I saw you there. 
Do you remember me? Can't say I do. It doesn't really matter. The frost knuckle that I remember seeing there that day. Speaking frankly, you pale in comparison to him. That was an orc who knew his purpose. The frost knuckle that I knew, that I saw that day, wouldn't place himself anywhere but the top of the food chain. We both know that you gain nothing in this world if you don't go against the grain. So why are you so content on going with the flow now? Stakes too high for you? Is this really what you want? To be a subordinate? To be a puppet? Give me a diplomacy check. Okay. 30 again. Okay. Let me uh let me follow that up with one more little thing. Frost Knuckle, if these people, if these things really want to plunge the world into perpetual darkness and undeath, then you stand to lose everything regardless of where you stand. Like it or not, we're all in this fight now. And even if death awaits us all, I know I'd rather die fighting than die on my knees. You can see this rage in his eyes. Maybe tempered with embarrassment. Because... Actually, give me a perception to kind of read sure. him. Twenty-seven. Okay. You can see that he believes what you're saying is true. Like, this has... He has totally found himself in a situation where he doesn't really hold the power. And so he mutters a curse in Orcish under his breath and says, I can't get you into the tannery. But I can get the orcs out of that tavern, and I can make sure that your friends face that priestess and her musician alone. And one of the wolves snaps, and it's like, You're being manipulated! What do you think you are- Shut up! Well, I think maybe, even to the wolf's surprise, she responds to this, to understanding Jotun. And says to the wolf, um, I'm not doing this to deceive. Maybe it is all for survival in the end, but I'm saying this because I know that at the end of the day, Frost Knuckle, you are one of the few people that does stand to fight back. You're one of the few people left that could actually stand up to them. I think the world needs you a lot more than you know. If this world was fit to chew you up and spit you out before, treat you like an animal, cast you out of society, the game has changed. You're one of the only people that can save us now. He responds in Jotun, and he says, Wolves, you will listen to me. And he throws this white wolf pelt 
that has been fastened into a heavy cloak over his shoulders. And he says, the last wolf that disobeyed my orders became my favorite garment. You, halfling. Two things. One, if you and me make it out of here and that dwarf comes from my head, you will speak on my behalf to the headsman. And you better get me the fuck out of there. Two, in a few hours when the cold really starts to bite, have your team ready. I will call a Rokshuk, the Blood Gauntlet, and I will take these strong branded orcs out of that inn, out of the skewered dwarf. You must kill the priestess. This will be your only shot. Like Cinder kind of like shudders at the at that notion, but gives him a firm nod and says, "You probably know more than most that this world is purely transactional. At the end of the day, if it comes down to it, I will speak on your behalf." You better, because if you don't. I'm going to feed you to my wolves. Meanwhile, at the tannery, this alchemist has been disturbed by Starlet's crunching of thick snow beneath her boots while trying to get a better look into this forsaken place. Star and Groth, I need both of you to roll me stealth checks. I think Groth also is just like blowing furiously on the tent slit flap. <laughs> it looks like it's blowing in the wind or something. <laughs> You're just moving it, like poking it, like making like wind noises with your mouth. Not 20 on stealth. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, I think Groth is like, <laughs> I'm just the wind. Don't worry about me. <laughs> okay. Where'd you get, Star? <laughs> 26 okay this humanoid brings its face up to this flapping flap that is being blown on by Groth poke her right in the eyeball (laughs) horrible horrible wind smell today and you see this partially deflated translucent eye dart back and forth looking around with cracked skin beneath it before muttering some sort of incantation and the leather itself stitches right back up and closes now Groth with your natural 20 I will give you one thing and do with this what you will you have You rather come to the conclusion that this undead, whoever it may be, is very curious and inquisitive and was quick to investigate this disturbance alone. Okay. I do know what I want to do with that. What are you guys doing? Um... 
store. Yes. I heard. I felt three beings in there. What did you see when you looked in? How many? Um, I saw the one person that just looked at us and whoever they were operating on, on the table. That was all I could get. So a non-combatant. This person, whoever you just saw. Prime distraction material. That means we can take out everybody in this tent, one by one. And there's only two, which is good, because that's as high as I can count. (laughs) Well, I mean, what's your plan? Should we take this on ourselves? Should we go back? Seems like we're already here. We're two capable people. I think we should get a look in the front door. Well, the front I can't very flat. well leave you out here, so I think we both need to go in. Agreed. All if right. we can, we end this here. Okay, so you guys are going right into the front door? <laughs> Maybe carefully. Okay, are we doing it stealthily? What's what's uh, the vibe here? Can I get a vibe check from you guys real quick? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd go for a stealth vibe. I'd like my uh, my perception to be a little bit ahead of me. Okay. Yeah, I guess perception would be good. Stealthy. Stealthy, Thrice. okay. Yeah. Stealthy, I think. Both of you... Give me stealth checks as you try to take a giant and a fox in <laughs> through the front door of this flap without being noticed. 25. Is it really like... 25, okay. I'm gonna... It wasn't a total failure, but I'm gonna <laughs> use my reroll here. See if I can get a little better. Or worse. Ah, 28. 25 and a 28. Yeah. Let's go to the map. I don't like this. Yeah, fighting undead without bow there. Mm hmm. As Groth goes in the front with Kiaran's voice in his head, no unnecessary risks. (laughs) Right? With your stealth scores, Groth and Starlet, you're able to open the pathway into this tent. And inside you see a pretty grotesque scene. A torture rack with a dwarf, malnourished, scraggly chopped off beard, dark black hair stretched to the point of unmistakable agony. Surrounding him is all sorts of tools and implements one of evil nature may use to extract 
information. But between that dwarf and you is an operating table, and leaning over it is this... this creature with patchwork skin and a crooked, vile smile is taking this bubbling deep red concoction and pouring it over a flayed corpse. The corpse is groaning and stirring as if flexing its muscles and sinew for the first time. You guys are at the cusp of this tent, but you need to decide right now whether you're going in or not. Standing where you are, you only have a few seconds before you will be spotted eventually. Are there two combatants obviously right here? Give me an occultism check. Can I aid? Uh, yes. This might need to be a religion check, but whatever. Occultism. I do not aid. Then it's a 30. Okay. Nice. It looks like this being on the table is a particular type of undead in fact with a 30 that is very good so i will kind of give this to you it is an exhaustion a flayed creature that can quite frankly move through extending its veins through difficult places can sense living beings in the area Which is exactly why it is important that if you do not want to be sensed, you must leave now. I want to be sensed. Okay. And in the next moment, this creature stirs and bolts up like it has just awoken, like Frankenstein's monster. And the alchemist is staring with wonder and is like, yes, he lives. And this creature lets out this and looks towards both of you. Now I'm going to use your stealth scores for your initiative, but we are going in initiative right. in a moment. Meanwhile, sorry, what did you say this thing was called? Real quick before you switch gears. Exortion. Exortion. Okay, thank you. You sure it's not Jeff? That was his name in life. Is it extortion or like lowercase x? I am no longer Jeff. <laughs> In death, I am yeah, Dale. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kiaran, you are sitting here with your more or less recent companion, Shaq. And he you guys have been sitting here for quite a moment. He's probably gotten halfway through his pony keg, and he's like, Shaq can't believe Frost Knuckle leave. Why? Maybe he too doesn't like how mean this priestess is. I do like the concurrent storylines, and then we just cut, keep cutting back to Kiara and just establishing this really solid bromance with Shaq. I know, you I know, it's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Shaq don't understand. If Frost Knuckle not like Priestess, why not kill Priestess? 
That's what I would do in his shoes. That's Why don't what you? Shaq do. You told me you don't like her. I Shaq can't kill her. She scares Shaq. <laughs> oh, I don't think she'd be that scary if you have friends at your side. Shaq's not not sure. She's very scary. I can be scary too. You not scary. You nice. Ah, oh, to my friends I'm nice. To my enemies. That's a different side. How strong are you? I'm real strong and she's gonna pick up something really big next to her. <laughs> and right, give crush me an it. athletics check. <laughs> pick up the keg and crush it. Or try to. Is Jack short for Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> no. No relation. <laughs> 22. You push it and it begins to splinter a little bit. Definitely a little show of strength, but you don't shatter it. But not Shaq. as good as normal. I've been drinking a little too much. <laughs> Shaq grabs it from you. Oh, I don't think Shaq rolled a whole lot better. It's an abnormally strong keg. <laughs> I know it's made out of like the metal-infused wood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Accidentally just googled Shaq instead of Frost. <laughs> also, when How I type Frost Knuckle, Shaq? when I type Frost Knuckle into my notes, Google wants to correct it to Frosty Knuckle. Frosty. Knuckle I don't know what good. that is. But. Yeah, hit him with the old Frosty Knuckle. Shaq picks it up, and even though he is drunk and a little off balance, he does manage to kind of, after a moment of force, crush it totally. He hands the disc back to you and he says, not that strong. <laughs> Kill him. Well, you are quite strong, Shaq. You have nothing oh, to fear from those that, on. <laughs> that are mean. Shaq, physically strong, but Mean bar lady have magic. Um, I am going to gaslight him, yeah. <laughs> cast shield, and have like a kind of a shimmery barrier go in front of me and be like, "Oh, others can have magic too." Oh, <laughs> wedge. Pound <laughs> <laughs> on the ground like a steak. <laughs> wow. And um, my friends, they have a lot of magic. Perhaps you stronger than Shaq think. Should Meanwhile. we show Frost Knuckle okay. who's really strong? Implying that, like, if he's too afraid to do it, we should too. Roll we should me do a it. Diplomacy <laughs> check. Twenty-seven. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think you've gotten Shaq kind of worked up, and he's like, mm, maybe Shaq and friends can crush Mean Lady. Meanwhile, I kind of like the direction this is going. This is fun. 
Um, I just wanted yeah, to say that Bo has not participated in literally anything because he's still drained four and basically dead. So holy That's... shit, you're drained four. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still drained too. A lot of you Bo guys are drained. Very hard to not. And pass I'm drained out. one. So when you're like, yeah, go go away. He's like, all right. <laughs> he's, he's, okay. I'm gonna fucking take a nap. Well, because outside the of... guards are like, yeah, how's it how's it looking in there? And Bo's just staring at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? Probably fine. I'm sleeping. <laughs> Meanwhile. I'll sleep with his eyes open, kind of thing. Mm. At Frost Knuckles' tent, Cinder, you exit through the front flap. Back to Bo. And what are you two doing? I mean, Bo's listening, but. Yeah, I think as Cinder passes drained. the two guards. Um keeps further sowing that notion that Frost Knuckle is going to take power for or yeah he's going to seize power and dominion over the camp or whatever and that he's most likely going to succeed I don't know I don't know specifically how to phrase that but that's the gist that she's going for okay and I assume you're telling her about Frost Knuckle's plan then uh telling who Bo yeah, or yeah. Him, as I yeah, him, so. yeah, as we're and as we're walking away too, um, after we're kind of out of earshot, um, are we heading the wolf pens was kind of a rally point is what's going on. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Um, yeah, after we're out of earshot, um, she'll say to Bo. Bo, it seems like things are being put in motion now. We're going to have a shot at eliminating the undead threat in this camp. But you're not looking so well. Are you ready for it? Definitely not. But I know myself, and I know that I always make it through the other side. So hopefully I at least get to sleep before then. <laughs> you seem a bit more well-versed in magic than I am. Is there any? Is there anything we can do that would help you to accelerate that process? Sleep. Something tells me we're going to need all the strength we can get if we want to make it out of this alive. Luckily, I do well against the undead, so I think that I'll have a leg up in that sense, but I have a feeling I'm still not going to be feeling well with the fight. Um, and yeah, that that's... I know we talked about it before. Uh, you need some kind of restoration, like magic, to combat drained, right? Yes, or it will lower by one every long rest you take. Right. And uh, Bo doesn't have access to any of that magic, I'm sure. Otherwise, that probably would have been addressed by now. I I actually don't. I just don't know. I mean, I I have to look at what spells I could get. Um, I bet this he's very much looking forward to resting and kind of going over his own spell book and, you know, preparing. Praying right. for some help. Well, then that at that point, too, though, I mean, like, Cinder, you know would tell you it's like we have like mere hours before this opportunity presents itself I was just like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) Cinder yeah also it says uh, I'm not great help in a fight but I'll be even less without my equipment have you seen anywhere around the camp that it looks like they're storing prisoners belongings uh have I I don't know I don't know where that might be 
Um, both of you go ahead and... Actually, no, I don't think either one of you do, come to think about it. Okay. Well, if we have a moment, I think... Cinder would like to ask Bo if we can use this cover of the prisoner thing to like kind of scope out like elements of the camp because she really needs to find her gear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, while you are doing that, let's get back to the action here. Star and Groth. Now, I do a lot of prep for this game. I in no way expected two of you to just get into one of these fights on purpose. Um, so we'll see how this goes. Hey, you're going to put a baddie alone? Two baddies. Almost, almost alone. <laughs> now, rem can you guys remind me what did you get on your stealth checks earlier? I don't. 25 and 28. I think, yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. 28 yeah, for Groth, 25 for Star. Yep. Okay, that's about what I had. As high as I could possibly roll, except a nat 20. <laughs> okay, great. Well, as this horrible, skinless creature leaps up, or stands up forward, and sees you, senses you, as you can see these veins spreading almost impossibly from anywhere where this flesh touches the table and it's growing like a vast network of bloody roots beginning to cover this whole area it is acting first it's going to take an action to stand up oh I need a token for this action <laughs> nah just leave it laying down and slide it around it'll be extra yeah, creepy way better. I, I could it's going to take an action to stand up, then take an action to close the distance. We'll say to star, actually. Fuck you. All right. And it is going to try to grab you with its fist, star. I definitely got you. 32. Uh, no. Because I said... <laughs> Incorrect. Okay, not too bad damage-wise. 13 points of damage, but this thing has grabbed you and is holding you as your feet are dangling below it. And it's just... It doesn't seem intelligent enough to speak. Groth, it is now your turn. And one uh -huh. thing I will say... Um, Groth, since you d you crit, what did you crit on? Oh, you crit on a stealth check. Never mind. On a Never stealth mind. check, yeah. Groth is going to. Uh, he's going to look at this thing, and as it's probably been a couple of seconds since. This priestess or this uh, alchemist said it lives. Uh, Groth is gonna say, "Yes, it does," and it's pathetic. And he's gonna attempt to grapple it. Okay. 
His grapple working. Athletics check, I believe. Give me an athletics check. I'll be a flaccid 20. Some really bad roll. Do you remember how grab works? Sorry. It's four Athletics check DC. against their fortitude DC, yeah. Okay. So unfortunately, that is a fail. You try to grab him, but this sinewy flesh just kind of warps itself around you, weaving the fibers throughout its shoulders, and you just kind of pass through it almost in this weird, bloody way. And it's gross. And he's going <laughs> to light his sword on fire and come back the other way with that. Oh. I never specified that I drew my weapon, did I? I, will I feel like it situation. would be a I will man. probably give it to you, yeah. Say while I, I was waking up, I probably had time. I yeah, I think, would I think that's fine to say you had your sword out. Okay. I feel like, at least in my opinion, that's more important to like if you're like surprised or like if you're not the attacker or something. Yeah, I mean it I definitely know. depends on the situation, but you came yeah. in here with intent to assault, so I'll give it to you. Yeah, I think the moment that I realized that I we we had to decide no, I probably wouldn't have just drawn it. Um Yeah, then uh I'm going to run my finger down my blade, set my sword ablaze, and swing with a spell strike. Okay. Hit him with the old razzle dazzle. Hit him with the old razzle dazzle. Go ahead and go ahead and roll to hit. Ooh, that's not good. Nineteen. Nineteen is a miss, unfortunately. Fuck. Is that your turn? That is my turn. Okay, Star, it is now your turn. Does this thing still have me, like, held up in the air or it, whatever? It has you grabbed. You can use an action to try to escape. Um, um, but you can still act, I believe. What? Actually, so, let me okay. let me check that real quick. So you are flat-footed and you are mobilized, so you can't use any action that has the move trait. Um, if you attempt to... Manipulate an action or manipulate an item, you have to take a check, but you can still attack, I believe. Okay. But you can do an action to gr escape. Okay. Um, <clears throat> when it's the. Okay, I can't. I don't num I don't remember how to tell how many actions one, like, sort of thing is. Um, mm -hmm. It's got the two triangles filled out with the smaller. Or, not triangles. The diamonds, whatever. So it's going to be two actions. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I'm gonna use my cantrip, Gouging Claw. Okay. Uh, I'm going to temporarily morph my limb into a clawed appendage and make a melee spell attack roll against my target's AC. Okay, go ahead and roll to hit. 29. That is a hit. Now, I'm going to ask you a very important question. You get to choose slashing or piercing damage. Mm. Which would you like? Piercing. Piercing, okay. As, uh, there's no way I could figure out which one would be better or worse based off of what I know right now, right? What you know right now, no, unfortunately not. Okay, so you okay. want to go piercing, you said? Yeah, fuck it. Okay. 
and then roll your damage. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. So you take your natural claws that grow through this magic and just kind of jab it into this creature's where its esophagus would be, and you rip it away and blood spurts out, but he still has you grabbed. You have one more action. Uh, You said I could take an action to try to escape? Yes. Yeah, I'll do that. Um... I believe. Do, 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 do. I was thinking if I could use. I don't know if this is one I can like bargain with you on, but if I could try to like kick off of it and like kind of flip away, pretty much. I uh, won't try to do using acrobatics. acrobatics. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. That'd be neat. Clever little 22. twist in the shoulder. Twenty-two. Unfortunately, you kick at it at its chest and try to flip away, but it tightens its grip and still has you grabbed. Okay. It is now this alchemist's turn. This alchemist is going to draw a vial that, or rather, let me rephrase that, draw a small sphere, light it, and toss it towards Groth. Does a 19 hit you, Groth? No, sir. Okay. So this bomb goes wide and bursts right beside you as these shards splinter out from where it hits and they're dripping in this greenish liquid. And then for the last action of this alchemist, she is going to take cover behind this operating table. Can I say for flavor, I used my telekinetic projectile cantrip to like launch the shards of glass away from me after it exploded. For sure. (laughs) Creating this barrier. And yeah, these things look brutal, sharp, and some sort of alchemical agent coats them. And then this fleshy creature is going to focus its efforts on Star, who is a, it has grabbed. It is going to vomit blood all over Star's face. <laughs> Give like me that. a fortitude save. 23. Okay. You become sickened too. Jesus fucking Hell yeah. Christ. A lot of that going around. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. And then it is going to take its other hand and attack Groth. Groth's like... Huh? Nothing. Oh, I guess... I guess Groth is kind of away, isn't he? I mean, he's not technically because... Technically, he's in melee, that creature, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Groth's big. Groth, does a 19 hit you? Nope. Okay, then focusing his last action on his easier target, the one he has grabbed. Lowest bonus, but I think I still got you. 26 to hit you, Star. Uh, Yeah, that hits. Okay. You take 13 points of damage. Meanwhile, 
Cinder and Bo, you guys are sitting at the wolf pens. Well, no, you guys wanted to scan the area. We're going on a little adventure. Okay. Yeah, mostly I just wanted to figure out where, if they're hoarding, like, supplies from their prisoners that they took away from them, I want to figure out where that is. Okay, roll a perception check, both of you. Okay. 32. Thirty-two. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> Both of you rolling well and succeeding. You meander your way, starting back towards kind of Frost Knuckles' tent, going down a little bit, and you end up staring down this path at the tannery. And you can't help but wonder how the mission is going for your companions. <laughs> I'm and sure it's fine. Where's my backpack? <laughs> And maybe we'll find out next week on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. <laughs> yeah, for a uh, simple recon mission, maybe they've been gone for a bit longer than they probably should have. Because I think we probably spent a while in Frost Knuckles 10. Yeah, maybe they found some really good books on the recon mission. Do you ever think about that, Sander? Yeah, they're having some, they're having some tea with the... I have... Alchemist maybe, we're learning more than just who's standing where. Also, I have no idea how we're supposed to make it look natural. Me just dragging you around while we like peep into stuff. Dude, I mean, I think it's just just me and the prisoner checking for our backpacks. Well, I think too, like the fact that you're bringing like somebody to Frost Knuckle, like to their leader, and he's like, "Yeah, let him in" or whatever. I think that like everybody's getting the impression that you're kind of it's above their pay grade to be like suspicious of you. At least if you're not doing anything completely out of like you know completely suspicious or whatever. Right. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The Reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.